Welcome back, everybody, to an extra special episode of Cosmic Soup. Let me tell you, things are heating up at the old Third Third HQ. We've all been like busy little bees up in here, buzzing up a storm, putting together our hive minds, and preparing to deliver gobs of sweet, sweet senior living awesomeness. And before my buzzy bee analogy gets any creepier, allow me to elaborate. You see, after many moons of planning, the creative team behind Third Third Marketing is officially launching their highly anticipated parent company, Third Plus, which is super awesome because it combines their branding, marketing, culinary, coaching, and life enrichment services all under one umbrella. So today, we brought the one and only Cynthia Thurlow Kruger back to the show to talk about the development and launch of Third Plus. And if that wasn't epic enough, we've also got Derek Dujardin, creative director to the stars, and Dr. Kelly Tremblay, neuroscientist, audiologist, and Third Plus contributor to add to the discussion of the company's evolution and exciting new offerings. Hey, Cynthia. Hey, Derek. Hey, Dr. Kelly. Welcome back to the show. Thank you all so much for joining me today. And I'm very excited to talk to you about this exciting new launch. Mike, it's awesome to be here. Hello. So we're going to talk to each of you here um, as we go throughout the show. But Cynthia, I kind of want to start with you because this really, this whole new concept does start with something that's been kind of brewing in your mind for a while. So uh, please tell us, what is Third Plus? How does it uh, differ from Third Third? And how did this grow out of your personal experiences? Well, um, thank you, Mike, for asking. So Third Plus is an umbrella Um, company. It's an organization that houses different divisions within it that um, all have the same vision, which is to make aging better. And it evolved because with Third Third Marketing, we continue to perform focus groups during branding engagements and just learning a lot about our target audience who are people in their third third of life. And, And then after that, we developed the culinary coach to help senior living communities deliver better food and, um, and then a community coach to help communities, you know, with any assistance to operate uh, any, you know, better. And then lastly, we have a new program, Sparks, that we're launching, which we'll talk about later, I think. Um, but the fact is that, you know, today people live as much time from retirement to death as they do from birth to college or through college. And so we're all excited, everybody at Third Plus and all of our um, entities, sister and brother divisions, that, you know, we want that last part of our lives to be really fulfilling. And, you know, when you look at what some options are in the senior living landscape, we we want to offer more and we want to build something that we would want for ourselves and for our, our own parents. So that's the the genesis of third plus. Yeah. And so really it was kind of an organic process just starting with third third marketing. And as as we moved things along and we just started kind of growing all of these different legs and we started adding new ingredients to the soup, it just really became necessary to kind of just create a bigger umbrella. Am I understanding that correctly? That's exactly right. So with um third third marketing, even if you know, as it originated was always different because we focus on positive aging messaging and positive positive aging mindsets and then just as we grew um, with more solutions and 
services, it just became necessary to put them under one umbrella. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. So let's start with something that you and I both have a huge passion for, which is food. And I know about your passions because uh, you and I worked together uh, for a few years back in the restaurant business when I uh, worked as your chef. So let's elaborate on that a little bit. Tell us about where your passion for awesome food comes from. Well, my passion for awesome food, of course, starts in the restaurant industry and having been a restaurant owner, I love hospitality. I I know that food is more than just putting, you know, material in your mouth, chewing it up and swallowing it like that's, that's not dining. So it starts there, but I'm also keenly interested in organic farming. I'm an organic gardener. And then um, I'm also interested in how food is medicine. And I know it is because I know how I feel when I eat well, and I know how I feel when I don't eat well. So for instance, if I'm eating smoked salmon for breakfast with some blueberries, I feel awesome that day. Yum. I know. But if I eat, say, pancakes, not going to feel that great in the afternoon. (laughs) So so anyway, that's where my passion comes from. What if you had smoked salmon blueberry pancakes, though? doesn't count because like I'd have to put syrup on it (laughs) oh that's terrible what if you had a Big Mac for breakfast how would you feel I would probably not eat the rest of the day and I'd be really thirsty (laughs) (laughs) awesome well I I for one uh believe in the food as medicine philosophy because clearly what we put into our bodies has an effect on how we operate throughout the day how our mental capacity um, stays kind of in tune. So, so abs- absolutely. Um, you know, and, and you kind of have talked to before also about, um, your mom and the, and the community that she's in and how, you know, their cuisine is not a good example of what it should be. Um, tell us a little bit more about that. Well, she lives in a lovely community. Um, it's beautiful. The design is nice. She loves her apartment and I know they do as well as they can with the food based on what their operational budget is, et cetera. But um, I bring her a lot of food. I bring her fresh foods, fresh ripe tomatoes, berries. Um, I make healthy foods and I bring those to her. So I supplement her diet with um, farm to table cuisine. And so um, that also influences me. I just want better. And I also grew up with my, grandmother in a nursing home. My dad was in end of life care. Um, and I just, I just know it can be better. And that's what I'm excited about. So Cynthia, regarding the farm to table thing, uh, one of the things that I have noticed as I've gone into communities is there is a particular roadblock where a lot of communities are either locked into a contract with a vendor or they simply don't know what steps to take to be able to make a farm to table or a local connection possible, um, how, do we, how do we approach that? What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, there's a few reasons that that happens. Number one is an organization could be using a food contractor, and food contractors require that you only buy their food, and then, by the way, they mark that up. And then um, the other option is maybe being locked into a buying agreement that doesn't allow for the order guides to buy locally or from farms. And then the third reason, sometimes it's honestly just purely bandwidth. Like 
dining teams just don't have the bandwidth to change their order guides and to source those foods and work them into recipes and menus. So at the Culinary Coach, that's one of our focuses, is to help dining departments with new menus and recipes. And then we, um, we also help them with purchasing and purchasing guides so that they can more easily weave farm-to-table foods and local foods into their dining programs, which are, it's really lovely. Yeah, I absolutely love that. Well, now we're going to switch gears and we're going to talk about aging and messaging with someone you've been working with for quite some time now. And that's our own creative director and resident mad scientist, Derek Dujardin. So Derek, tell us about how you and Cynthia started working together on anti-ageism marketing. I'm really interested in hearing this story. Yeah, um, reluctantly at first, I mean, when, when Cynthia said that she had this agency that was uh, focused on senior living and doing senior living advertising, I, I, I remember seeing all the terrible ads that were out there in the ether, um, none that they had done, but just in, in general, I thought, oh my gosh, this is, why would I want to do something like that? She goes, no, 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 we're going to do really good advertising. We're going to do conceptual work. We're going to do really deep research. Whatever branding we do is going to come from a, uh, from um, informed place. Um, and, you know, as she said, she goes, you know, gray hair is not a target audience or a persona. And I think what's kind of is out there in a lot of the aging services industry is this idea that you, you hit a certain age, you hit 75 or 80, all of a sudden you stop being this person. You become just this, this caricature of a person and the work um, like looks like that, that, that. It's like you can put anybody's logo from any community, from any product, and even you know swap photos between them. And it's like they pretend that nobody is ever going to notice. And um, that wasn't what I was about, all about. And then Cynthia said, hey, we're going to do these really, really great work. And right away, uh, we started you know, winning awards. Uh, and that was, that was satisfying. But better than that is watching how these people work really hard at their jobs. And they do such a great job within the community. But how they were being presented um, as a as a printed piece or you know on the web, it just wasn't reflecting of the great work they were actually doing in the community. So there's this disconnect, and there's also this um, you know not really understanding that that everybody has this internalized ageism that they project into into places. And if you see pictures of somebody with gray hair, and maybe they're being treated as though it's more of a care message than a lifestyle message. That whole thing ends up, uh, you know, kicking the legs out of what you're trying to do because people have a real strong reaction to that. So um, that was where I started, and and I just really love the vibe of, of of helping people. I mean, I I did consumer advertising forever. I worked with Nike, I worked with Starbucks, I worked with T-Mobile, lots of healthcare, hospitals, lots of different branding, really really high end campaigns luxury brands, but they're not nearly as satisfying than working with um, a community and seeing how they might start out with a struggle or a challenge and then how to with through some applied creativity and some intelligence, we're able to take them to the next level. And then a year down the road, two years down the road, they're at full census. And it's just because they trusted us and decided to, to you know, take the dive. And, um, and so working together like that is really satisfying. It's more, it, I get more satisfaction out of my work now than I did even, you know, 20 or 30 years ago when I was, you know, 
fresh out of college and wanting, you know, in love with the industry, but just seeing how it helps everybody and it helps these people that I really respect um, get better at their jobs. I, I love it. Yeah. And you've been around long enough uh, to have seen the evolution from kind of the way things started to now where things are going. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and, it's, and it's been this co-evolution because, you know, one of the things that, that we bump into is that we can drive leads like all day long into a community. But if that community hasn't put some structures in place and has some core competencies, um, you know, there's an old saying that says, you know, nothing kills a bad product faster than good advertising. And I believe that's true, that if we drive um, community, if we drive people to communities in that community, um, is, is, is missing some steps. And the, not only, like we said, that's why you have the culinary coach. So the, the food is really good and really healthy and, and, and nurturing, um, you know, the operations coach, all those things help with the, what they do is to make aging better. And if we can help facilitate that and, and help them put some of these, um, these, these pl- things in place that allows everybody to win. And as is win, 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 uh, it, it, you know, it helps with their bottom line, which makes them better at the means they have more resources, which means they can help more people and uh, they focus on what they really love to do. So, um, yeah, so that, that's been, I think, the evolution along the way is like, OK, we can drive leads all day long, but what can what do we do when people get there? How do we help them do that, do that even better? Yeah. Cynthia, you want to add to that? Yeah, thank you, Derek. Um, it really is a holistic solution because, I mean, literally, it could be anything. And I experienced this in our own business. You know, we're communicators, but if you look at our website, it hasn't been updated for a while. Thank God we're building a new one. <laughs> um, and so I just, companies just need help sometimes. You know, you're you're on your day-to-day grind. You're meeting all of your, um, the expectations that you have to meet but, but it's nice to have an objective person or organization to come in and say, hey, we can help you with that. And we can, you know, if you need a little sales coaching, we can help you with that, too. And it all it makes everything um, more successful. And on the culinary piece, it's the same thing. I mean, it's hard getting three meals out a day. You know that, Mike. Yeah, it's hard. And so the culinary coach is really a support to the culinary teams of communities. It's also a support to executives who have never managed a restaurant before, which is really hard. And so we can give them some coaching and some tips. We also have materials, menus, recipes, um, procedural documentation, all sorts of stuff that can make every community really successful in their dining department. So, I can definitely attest to that, uh, how difficult it can be to uh, not only put out three meals a day, but to have those three meals be different enough from each other to avoid, you know, just the repetition that is often prevalent uh, in the industry, um, as well as make them, you know, modern and exciting and healthy and something that, as you would describe as being, you know, an exciting part of the day to look forward to rather than just, you know, meeting a, a physiological need. Um, I, I definitely think that there's there's tons of room to grow in that avenue, but the challenges, uh, you know, they, they face you every day. There's always tons of roadblocks and, you know, we just strive to kind of drive around those roadblocks and find other avenues to, to give people new ideas. And I, I think that uh, as long as people are receptive to them, 
um, I think that, you know, the pathways now are there to, to make a huge impact and, and uh, help people age better as, as you always say. So uh, I think that's awesome. And then how did uh, Dr. Kelly Tremblay come to be a major ingredient in this soup? Well, I am so thankful that Dr. Kelly Tremblay um, works with us. She's a consultant and she's helping us to build um, something truly special that does not exist yet in the senior living industry. And um, so it goes along the lines of, you know, as we get older, let's create the future that we want to grow into. And um, we, part of that is intellectual engagement. Part of that is um, positive aging communications that we, we feel optimistic and excited about our next chapter. And when it comes to activities, you know, bingo can only take you so far. And um, intellectual, interesting intellectual information is ne- much needed. In, in the industry. And then again, going back to how organizations, they're doing the best they can with the hours they have to work with. So wouldn't it be nice if you had um, beautifully curated content and activities delivered to your residents? And that's where Dr. Kelly Traplake comes in. She has a ton of experience with senior living communities um, in the in the respect that she studies aging, she's a neuros- neuroscientist who studies aging, and she spent some time with us and learning this industry. And so, also because our parents are growing older, and we want them to be excited about every day. So, um, I th- I hope that answers your question. Yeah, I think that answers my question. But let's hear from the source directly, Kelly. Give us your amazing insight uh, as to your experiences uh, with Third Plus so far and where you see it going. Oh, thanks, Mike. And thanks, everybody. You know, as you can hear from the team, there's an infectious energy. There's an infectious um, commitment to healthy aging. And so when I met Cynthia, I was just so inspired because um, here she is charting new territory and creating a future that I think we all want to help make better because we too will be old at some point. And not only is she talking the talk, she's walking the walk. And when I met the team, um, as, as Derek said, they could all be high paid executives in major, major companies like the Nikes, as he mentioned, but they're here because they share her mission and the average age of the company, um, the average age uh, of, is about 50 plus themselves, uh, including myself. So um, I just saw the genuine place uh, and the heart that was going into these projects. And so when we talked about um, what a day in the life is of a senior in, in a senior living community, uh, it can be heartbreaking in many places. It, it, even before COVID hit, um, we knew that social isolation and loneliness is, is a, a huge public health concern. And I know as a professor for over 20 years um, and um, 
that on any given day, I'd be asked to give a talk in a senior living community. And I would gladly do that whenever I could. But I couldn't do it every two weeks or every three weeks because I had a job um, to do. But it it showed me that there was really a thirst for knowledge. There's a natural curiosity um, in people that doesn't go away with age. So just like we are curious in our 20s, there's no reason why we can't be curious in our 70s and 80s. Um, but not everybody is on the university campus uh, to be able to uh, appreciate the knowledge that's in front of them. So um, I'm now a retired professor with more time on my hands. And so I was just glad to to um, offer my services to to this team and and help um, help provide some content uh, for our seniors. So let me give you an example, um, Mike. So there is a movement to bringing senior living community onto campuses for all the reasons that we've just spoke about. Plus there's some good, good science to support how living amongst people of multiple generations can be really um, healthy and, and, and good for the, for the spirit and mind. Um, you know, university campuses, college campuses often have the same kind of amenities, a, ho- a university hospital, for example, um, and um, also entertainment opportunities. So maybe there's theaters um, and book book readings, the bookstore and things like that. And so I that excites me. I wouldn't mind growing old on a college campus. But for all of those communities that don't have access to attending a lecture just for fun or maybe um, not being able to take advantage of some states offer free auditing or tuition for seniors, um, but not everybody can take advantage of that. And just like me, many professors can't um, take time away to, to visit senior living communities and share information on the latest research, for example, or um, share somebody's newly released book. Uh, so, so what we're doing is reaching out to people in our collective network, many of them professors from around North America, and invite them to share their knowledge in a program called SPARKS. So the idea is hopefully we can spark some curiosity and spark some conversations. Um, Let's not assume that just because you have gray hair and you're older that, you know, all you want to do is watch, you know, Wheel of Fortune and play bingo. And let's use this opportunity (laughs) to bring people to the same room, hopefully, when when we can, uh, and create some activities uh, around an event. Um, And if, if... you know, for as long as COVID separates people, uh, we know that many communities have the opportunity to transmit um, this, this, uh, this, these speaker series through televisions and people's individual rooms. So it's an opportunity to connect with people, um, whether they're together or in, um, individually. So that's what the program is called Sparks, and I'm happy to uh, contribute to that and, and share um, resources in my academic community uh, with 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 Cynthia and her team. And you're also being relatively modest, Kelly, because you also bring so much more to that. I mean, we've done many deep dives with you over, you know, the neuroscientific elements that you bring to the table. We've had tons of awesome, healthy food discussions. Um, You know, we've had many uh, fun times doing really cool webinars and and, uh, health reboots and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I I think that what you bring uh, into the soup is kind of that little, uh, that little special sauce that kind of spices it up just a little 
little bit. So we're <laughs> really excited to kind of have you on board here with all well, this. Well, I think this, I think I'm practicing what I preach too. I'm over 50 and I may know a lot about the brain and about aging, but I am, uh, I am guilty of, of signing on too, because I'm learning about food and I know the, the importance of the, of the brain and the mind gut connection. But you know, now that I've retired from academia, I have more time. And one of the passions I have is food and how to how I can use food to age better. Because like so many people, I have inflammation issues and I, I want to age as well as I can. And now that I have the time. So it's been so great to be surrounded by brilliant minds in the kitchen um, with with you chefs and also, you know, with people like Derek, who think you know no box and the creative ways that you can combat ageism and make aging uh, more fun and take the stigma out of aging is pretty cool. So I feel like I'm learning by contributing um, as I go. So that that's exciting. Yeah, I think that is definitely exciting. Well, we're going to switch gears one more time here. So, Cynthia, let me get your perspective. Uh, obviously, we've talked about COVID millions of times over the last year and a half. And uh, we know about the workforce crisis and how things are getting increasingly difficult in that uh, regard. Do you want to uh, mention anything about that and kind of some of the approaches that, that we're taking to help combat that? Yeah, it's interesting because we've been developing Third Plus literally for two years now, and we're finally launching it. Um, of course, COVID came along in, in that time. And some of the tools and approaches we had already had in place now are even more relevant because, you know, with COVID, certainly having your immune system at optimum in optimum shape is important, which is food. Um, when residents can't get together in person, they can certainly get together virtually, which is going to be um, possible with Sparks. And um, the other thing is with uh, sales and marketing events on the branding side, we created some really nice content that's valuable for anybody, whether or not they're looking to live in a community. But it, uh, we've written books and have put together webinars that consumers really are looking for. They're, they're they want the information, and that's been helping our clients drive leads and, and bring in um, people to learn about their organization. So all of it's been coming together with COVID. I certainly hope it's over soon, but in the meantime, um, we certainly, the Third Plus offering is here, and I think it's really helping our customers to get through the pandemic and be financially successful at the same time. Was there anything anybody else wanted to uh, add to that? I think that we're just incredibly lucky to work together. As Derek said, um, we, are, we are all playful. We have fun. We work really hard over here, but we have fun and we can be a little silly sometimes. Um, super honored and delighted to have all of the talent that is here at Third Plus and we're excited to launch at Leading Age this fall. So excited to be there late October. And I think we have the highest uh, Labrador per capita of any agency in the <laughs> Northern America. I think there's like four or five people that have Labradoodles in our agency. So it's, just, it's pretty crazy. It is our unofficial mascot. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. We've got a lot of curly <laughs> energy here. <laughs> so... 
So Kelly, I heard that you have an exciting announcement regarding Sparks. Uh, the suspense is killing me. What's going on here? Oh, what a drum roll, Mike! No, as part of as part of the launch, we thought it was important to give communities a taste or a sample of what type of content Sparks will be offering. So there's this wonderful, wonderful English professor from Clemson University named Keith Morris. And here's an example of how he will be offering a masterclass, giving, sharing some ideas and pointers on how individuals can take their life stories and turn it into fiction or a creative nonfiction project. So think about um, I'm excited about that because even though maybe I'd want to write a book about my own life, it'd be the only book that I would want to read. No one else would want to read. But I'm <laughs> sure there are people with you know amazing life stories that um, have stories to tell. And here's what a great opportunity to work with a professor to create that into some you know literary art. So that's an example. You know, I, I think that's so great because also for your your descendants or whatever, I mean, you could you could have this this volume that that is this uh, that's like the highlights of your life or something like that that you can leave behind for your grandchildren and your great grandchildren, and and that's just something you know. Plus, I know that when I've done a lot of writing about my life, things get clearer. I start seeing things that maybe I didn't see before. So, you know, you know, reading that, looking at that, your life, and then seeing it as a story changes it but you kind of detaches from from it so i think that's really cool that's great i want to i want to sign up for that i want to do that <laughs> yeah it kind of brings a photo book you know think about our old photo albums when we grew up as kids they don't exist nowadays right it's everything's digital you have to go looking for a photo so having a, a narrative piece just sounds really um enlightening to me yeah sounds amazing the other thing that's cool about it is you know you think about unlived lives and that's where the fiction part comes in if you chose to do it you can write in some fiction like what if you wanted to be a ballerina dancer well you can write that in (laughs) (laughs) i love it well uh i for one am excited about all of the cool new things coming down the road with uh, third plus with sparks with the evolution of the company with all the cool things that's going on with culinary coach and community coach And uh, I think that the world is ready for some really fun, invigorating uh, ideas to be launched into the world of senior living and aging services. So I'd like to thank you all for hanging out with us today and and giving us a little bit of extra pizzazz to the universe and for uh, bringing some extra awesome spice to the soup. Y'all are awesome. Thank you so much for for hanging out today. Thanks, Mike. Thank you, Mike. And thanks as always to all of you out there in radio and podcast land. And we've got even more great news as if that wasn't awesome enough. We'll be at the 2021 Leading Age Annual Meeting and Expo in Atlanta, Georgia, October 24th through 27th. Make sure you stop by booth 2637, say hi, and check out all the amazing services that 3rd Plus has to offer. We'd love to work with you and help you get to that next level. Hopefully we'll see you there. Until then, have fun, stay safe, and we'll talk to you soon on Cosmic Soup.